Hey, everybody, Brian McCumber here from Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Tony Mastalone as a special guest on the show. And for those of us in ecom, you should know who he is because Tony is the CEO of Mail Funnels and is the founder of New York's Digital Growth Summit. And if you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because Tony is helping thousands of people with their e-commerce business and is becoming a major influencer in this space. Tony continues to raise the bar and has been keeping it real. He's been keeping it real the whole time. And if you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're gonna learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Tony is absolutely killing it in e-commerce and recently hosted a Digital Growth Summit event, having some of the best e-com killers in the industry on stage. And I know this because some of them were previous featured guests on Tech Money Talks, and others are scheduled to be future guests on the show. Tony is the real deal, and he has an awesome presence on Instagram, and time is money, and everyone is looking to get a piece of his time, and I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Tony, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for, for having me on here, Brian. It's it's an honor, and uh, I really appreciate appreciate you reaching out for the invite. And more than anything else, uh, I'm ready to go ahead and drop some value, share some stories, and really uh, get into it today. Awesome, brother, man! I'm excited about this too. Great stuff. So, yeah, for the audience, you know, we can kick it off and maybe share your journey into e-commerce and dropshipping. I know you've been doing a lot of both, so I'll let yeah. you take it away. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I don't like talking about myself too much, so I'll, I'll keep it pretty short and sweet. Uh, back in about 2015 was when I first like got seriously into Shopify. I'd say uh, a few years before wow. then, probably 2000, 2013 was was my first kind of venture into the world of e-commerce, which of course, you know, as, as many people did in the beginning, fell flat on my face. So where I really started was honestly when I was still in high school. Uh, I loved fashion and clothes. So the first thing that I did was I saved up some money, borrowed some money from my mom, and I printed about like about, I'd say a thousand to $1,200 worth of t-shirts of just designs that I created on my computer. Um, wow. those in and, and I was ready to, you know, try to start flipping them in school uh, because at the time I was about 16 years old. This is uh, 2000. Actually, wow, this might be a little bit earlier because I'm 23 now. So um, I was about 16 years old when, when this all started. And um, I printed all these shirts. Um, some were pretty like cool designs, in my opinion. I mean, it was cool enough for me to go ahead and throw some money at the wall, see if it worked. Uh, and it was funny because I'll get into it a little bit later. I ended up being in like a potential lawsuit uh, as as a teenager. But oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was funny. I can imagine that. Yeah, it, it turned into quite the nightmare. Uh, but overall, <laughs> I was like pumped to sell these shirts, and and I was like, man, everyone's gonna love it, you know. And it was one of the big misconceptions I think people have today is, you know, um, you know what I like, everyone else is gonna like, right? And it was kind of a big, um, I guess you say, slap in the face where I was like, all right, here's reality. Not everyone's gonna like what I'm into, and uh -huh. I didn't have a single shirt. Uh, so long oh story, no! I, I, th I threw it into the garbage. Uh, they they might still be in my mom's basement. I don't know. I got to give her a call and see if they're somewhere in storage. But yeah, um, there there are some pretty hideous shirts somewhere that were never sold. And, and you know, <laughs> fast forward a couple of years, uh, I start you know dibble dabbling with e-commerce again. I run into you know Shopify starting to pick up and trends. I've, my friends are starting to talk about. It. I'm like, whoa! Like this is actually really cool. You can start selling stuff online, build your own website, uh, and it's actually easy to do. And yeah. um. 
in two thousand. This was still in high school. This was still in uh, high school. This is this is in the transitional period between high school and like the first year I was I was in college. Wow, cool. Uh, so, so overall, I, I really started to get a grasp on everything that was going on. I was like, whoa, this is like still a serious thing. I mean, people are like getting this massive reach on Instagram. Uh, there's people out there that are posting these results, making all this money. And, and the first, you know, breakthrough that, that I really had was with influencer marketing. And it was about uh, 2004 okay. where, where Dan DeSilva and I launched the first uh, influencer marketing course on, on the market because we started seeing massive ROI from these influencers, just like this huge transfer of credibility and just like jumpstarting brands that we literally just pulled out of the ground. And, and it was unbelievable because we were only not only able to go ahead and generate results for ourselves, but I mean, what our students was doing was nothing short of remarkable, like just going wow. from not owning a store to like 30 to 40 days in doing five figures a month, which was just <laughs> phenomenal. And, uh, and showing you know people how, anyone could really do it and it's for the taking if, if you want, what uh, was super, super gratifying. And, the, and it became, you know, a, a rinse and repeat daily process for myself and, and helping people out. Uh, but, but actually circling back to, uh, circling back to that story with, with the first uh, brand that I started, uh, yeah. I called it, it was called All Soul Clothing. Uh, and it turns out when I was, uh, when I was 18, I, I got this phone call randomly and uh, also, something in the mail from Soul Cycle, which is like this massive, uh, oh, this yeah. massive brand. You know, I'm sure you've heard of Soul Cycle. <laughs> yeah. They they tried to uh, to take me to litigation over the name of the brand, and I was like, "What are you guys talking about? I'm over here freaking out, pulling my hair out. I'm like, these people are trying to sue me. There's a huge brand. Meanwhile, like at the time, there was nothing to really take from me. First off, and, and second off, I I don't really understand what kind of grounds they had, but uh, it was a funny story. It was my first. Yeah. A uh, little run-in where I, I had a I had a scare with business, uh, and lo and behold, I definitely had some highs and lows after that that were a little bit more triumphant and a little bit a little bit lower. But I mean, I mean that's just a part of the journey, and it's a learning process. So you know, I guess it was a little wake-up call to you know don't forget to be careful about where you step when you're starting your brands. Yeah, yeah, definitely a wake-up call, and I think for for people that reached a level. I mean, I, I have my own you know stories with that too, where you got to be careful of digital rights and and things like that and you know everybody or most people have their own stories but you know lesson learned for the audience definitely you know be mindful of that you know fast forward to today there, there's so many you know opportunities that, to create your own you know content and creatives and digital artwork that that you don't need to be if you're copying you know others and trying to put it on a brand but even this what you mentioned yeah. I don't know. Maybe they own the rights to soul and being on apparel or something like that. Who knows? Perhaps. But I, I mean, even it, it goes down to, you know, much more granular things as well. Like, for example, um, I know someone that, you know, just grabbed a picture off Google and, and threw it on, on a website and they got sued for tens of thousands of dollars because there was this one photographer that literally like publicly listed uh, his photos and has a, a past record of suing people just for stuff like that. So wow. it's crazy, especially what you put on your stores, that, that is intellectual property. And that's one thing that I preach to a lot of my students is be careful where yeah. you get content from. Uh, one of the biggest things that I advocate is just, you know, invest the 50 bucks into getting a bunch of samples of all your SKUs, take pictures, find someone with a camera, get a camera yourself, whatever it may be, take it on your iPhone it, for all that matters. You can yeah. create your own content so easily, especially when it's going on your store. Now, if it's for something like Instagram, uh, there are so many ways that you could just repost content and just, you know, give credit to the originator. And, you know, it's yeah. the entire process. 
Whereas, you know, making content that will help you grow your brand is hundred percent free and will literally take you minutes. So yeah. a lot of ways to do it um, ethically. There's a lot of ways to do it legally. Uh, you yeah. just have to be careful where you step because I mean, focusing on, on data protection and, you know, intellectual property protection, it, it's crazy because uh, of course it kind of goes hand in hand with you know, how scalable this sort of business model is. It's also crazy to see how easily you can, you can take the wrong step. So I'd say listening to the right people and, and knowing that, you know, you're actually getting to a real business, not some sort of get rich quick scheme or some hobby is, yeah. is one of the biggest things. But once you do it properly, man, it is, it is phenomenal. And something else that, you know, I've, I've never seen before of, you know, being able to start a business so quickly that is, you know, so scalable and takes so little upfront. <laughs> Very true. And a uh, great tip for the audience there for sure, because, I could tell you, you know, even with the with the past uh, number of guests, you know, I think we touched, you know, very little, if at all, about this type of digital rights and being careful about that. So, so for the audience, you know, this is a, a really key uh, takeaway. Um, and yeah, I mean, I recommend that to, to people, you know, talking to them one on one. But I think, you know, now for the audience listening, be mindful of that for sure. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. That's a really great, uh, really great story to share. Um, but go, go, going back to like to even paint that picture, like when you first started with that influencer marketing thing. So were you doing, you know, drop shipping and then you did influencer marketing to to market it? Like maybe paint that picture for the audience. Yeah, absolutely. So there were a bunch of times where I was kind of just taking shots in the dark before I even got into the influencer. So even with Facebook ads, even when it was like stupid, simple, like I was paying like five, 10 cents per click, like for my own brand and like other stuff that I was working on in the background. Uh, it, it was like dead simple, far less competitive back then. Uh, I was messing up at, at that point as well. At the beginning, I was just kind of taking shots in the dark. I didn't take time to really, you know, when I first started uh, to sit down and learn everything before throwing my money at the wall to see what worked. And I was kind of just like going the whole like trial and error route, which I think is good in some sense, but you know, smarter people learn from other people's mistakes. And, and that's the biggest thing that you should really focus on no matter who you are and no matter what level or scale your business is at. Um, yeah. If you're trying to be a pioneer or you're trying to just, you know, jump, jump into the unknown, you're going to end up taking a, a, a blunt of the damage or, you know, getting more so uh, a lot of the repercussions of trying to go ahead and be that pioneer because they say, you know, the pioneers are the ones that typically end up with the arrows in their back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's kind of look ahead, look ahead and not be that guy. You want to learn from other people's mistakes. You want to reverse engineer stuff that's already working. You want to see what is working and how you can put your own twists on it. Or perhaps, you know, learning from someone else that has done it before rather than trying to just go out there uh, unexpectedly, like think that you can get this crazy success just because you've heard of something. You want to become familiar with something. You know, it's a skill. Uh, when you're going out there trying to build a business that, you know, could do five, six, seven figures, so on and so forth, it, it's a high income skill and skills don't come overnight. Skills aren't, you know, granted to you in your sleep. It's stuff that you have to really work on and yeah. hone in on and build a, a better, a better, uh, you know, feel for your craft. Yeah, but, um, totally, totally. Circling back yeah. to uh, where I got started, we, what we pretty much did was find um, these niche down pages on Instagram and we just play, started placing our products there. A lot of people were not doing this at the time. And if they were, it wasn't being done very well. 
Uh, yeah. And it was just something that was totally new. And at this point, um, the amount of people that I've seen, you know, product placements, let's say like a pair of cat socks on, on a cats of Instagram page, you know, they've seen that a million times over and over again. They've essentially become blind to the advertisement. They know that it's, it's not something organic. They know it sticks out like a sore thumb because all the time that we spend on Instagram, which is this purely aesthetic based platform, uh, we've, you know, built these f familiarities with the platform, what it should look like, what we should expect, what's good, what is crap, and what we really want to see. And we uh -huh. know when things are being forced now because we've seen a lot of it. Uh, yeah. We first started out and there wasn't many people doing this. We were able to generate unbelievable results. I mean, there was That's awesome. Fun. Uh, <laughs> her name was Rosalie. She just had a newborn baby. So she was like stay at home mom, no time at all whatsoever. And, and she was able to go ahead and, um, she started her first Shopify store. So I was like going back and forth with her on Messenger. She was one of my new students. She decided to jump in and, and take a dive into e-commerce and influencer marketing. Uh -huh. So what wow. she was able to do was uh, nothing short of, of phenomenal because it just shows, you know, regardless of your past experience or, you know, the failures that you've had prior that if you go ahead and put your mind to something and you focus on something, you actually work on your craft that anything is possible because like I said, this was a lady who was a stay at home mom. And then next thing you know, in 34 days, she did uh, 23 grand strictly through influencers. Uh, and there were wow. days I was messaging her. She would, you know, put like 60 or 80 bucks into a few different pages on Instagram and she'd get, you know, 12 to $1,500 in sales, which is literally <laughs> like a, a virtual ATM. And she was yeah. absolutely crushing it. And ironically enough, it was actually a cat store, uh, super generic <laughs> product stuff that probably wouldn't work now. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, just because of how much uh, change has gone on in the industry. And this is, you know, roughly three years ago now, but, um, then work then and kudos to people that succeeded then and kudos to people that succeed now. So um, this was back in 2016. And yep. uh, so you were teaching, you know, because it was so powerful for you. And then you started teaching others. How did you venture into that space? Like, you know, deciding to, to teach what you learned? Um, I partnered up with uh, Dan DeSilva. We put out Influencer Marketing <clears throat> Academy, which, you know, quickly became the uh, largest influencer marketing program out there and the first one uh, in the space and and the amount of students that we got in there was phenomenal and the amount of testimonials that we got out of it was you know hand in hand it, it was it was bar none and, and super super gratifying to see how many people took what we packaged together and, and completely ran with it and more which was great um, moving on from there uh, the, the whole education thing was was great I love working with people love helping people uh, and it kind of came full circle because what I did is I really took a step back for some time uh, to pivot over to software. Just like uh, you said before, I, I'm the founder of Mail Funnels, the email automation platform for Shopify. And I, I wanted to keep serving people, but I wanted to do it in, in, in a different uh, respect. So uh, I went ahead and, you know, after the first like attempted launch and, you know, team that I tried to assemble at. Uh, I think I was, I was about 19 when I, when I first thought of the idea and hired my first developer. Uh, ended up about it was anywhere from 10 to 15 grand just because I again you know thought that I could just kind of shoot from the hip uh, not really you know know what I was doing before getting into it and, and I took a big hit I took a big loss the first time I tried to launch a platform and I own up to that but I think it's something that was one of the most valuable lessons that I ever learned as an entrepreneur um, so you could say you know it, it was an investment into myself by way of, of taking that loss the first time I tried to create the platform and 
overall, it turned out to be something that's phenomenal. We now serve thousands of stores on, on Shopify through helping them, you know, simplify email marketing and earn more with less ad spend. That, that's our, that's our go-to because, you know, one of the most valuable things in anyone's business is, is your leads and your customers. I mean, think about it. If you're drop shipping yeah. or if you have an e-commerce store, especially for drop shippers, you definitely don't have inventory. You don't have brick and mortar real estate where you sell your products or that's tied into your business. You don't have warehouses. Uh, you typically do, do not have intellectual property or patents that are, you know, holding substantial uh, fiscal value. Uh, so what is your biggest asset as an online business? It is your data and your customers and your leads. And, and that's one thing that if you're ignoring, you're simply just, you know, throwing away free money. There's really no other way to put it. If you're spending yeah. any sort of money trying to advertise your products, grow a brand online, if you're not repurposing like everybody that you've already reached out to or, or have, you know, had an impression on one of your ads or have maybe abandoned checkout on your store. If you're not repurposing any of that or leveraging that data or your existing leads and customers, you yeah. are making less money than you should be. And quite frankly, yeah. if you're not making at least 20 to 30% of your sales through email marketing, you're not utilizing it enough. And, and that's yeah. one of the, the biggest things and downfalls of, of most people because they're like, Oh, yeah. email, it doesn't work anymore. Or email, you know, it's something that's too complicated. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to touch it. If you're going to take your business with that approach, you're simply not going to be getting the results that you could be getting at, at you know, full capacity. Uh, so when I transitioned over to that, my goal was to pretty much make some of the best softwares that I have ever seen because I just use other softwares that were out there. And I found what was missing, uh, what, where the gaps in the market were, and, and what could really be done better. And that's something yeah. that I've always done with, with any facet of business. Like, uh, I'm not here to reinvent the wheel. There are other people that have created drop shipping stores. There are other people that have created email marketing platforms before um, I was even in the industry. But that doesn't mean that I can't get into the business, take a piece of the pie and do something better than someone else. And everyone right. else listening to this right now has to realize that if you look at something like, oh, there are competitors out there, there's no way that I could succeed. Uh, that's, you know, just a failing mindset. You're, you're setting yourself short and, and you're kind of setting the stoppage for yourself and your own business at that point, because just because someone else is in the industry doesn't mean that it's a threat to you. It shows that there's promise there. It shows that there's other people there. And if you exactly. can deliver or solve a problem better than your competitors or other people out there, there is, you know, plenty of potential for you to go ahead and, and get a piece of the pot. And, and that's as simple as it gets. And that, that's why I went ahead and jumped into creating that platform. I uh, have been growing that and then also just moved over and pretty much full circle, like I said, to uh, live in-person education, which was, you know, Digital Growth Summit that we just wrapped up the previous yeah. weekend in New York yeah. City, which was- And before we dive into that, because uh, you covered a lot of topics that I want to uh, take it a little bit further. Um, but even, even for the audience, what Tony's describing is, is basically the difference. And th this is more for the audience that maybe they're a little bit new to e-commerce or to drop shipping. And what Tony's explaining is the difference between just having a one and done customer or the type of customer that's more long-term and you have a relationship and you're making money on what most people call the back end. So maybe for the audience, uh, for maybe some of the newbies, you know, how, how can uh, you know, the, your email marketing platform you know, enhance that and increasing you know, the customer lifetime value? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and sorry for jumping and getting a little too excited there. I, I like to move fast and especially- No, this is awesome. This is great stuff, yeah. 
you know, if I if I had if I'm playing baseball and I hit the ball to the outfield, I'm I'm looking at third base before I touch first. So I, I, get, <laughs> I get a little bit of myself. That's um, great. But yeah, I, absolutely. So when you're referring to the back end, that that's literally the uh, best way to put it. It should be the backbone of of your business. Ironically enough. Yeah. Uh, well said. Whether yeah. You, whether you're using my platform or someone else's, because I'm not here to just go ahead and sell you on my stuff. I want people yeah. to get whether it's with my platform or another one. It's so more be, about would, the importance of it and the mindset of it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Would it mean the world to me if you use my platform and got results? Because I know that you definitely can. Absolutely. And I hope that you do. But regardless, yeah. um, utilizing email is one of the like most valuable things that you could do. So if you're going out there and let's say someone abandons checkout on your store, you're, you're not going to just leave that and look at it as, oh, they, well, they didn't purchase. So, you know, time to move on to the next. Uh, it's just a mindless way to think as a marketer because you want to keep, you know, pushing the envelope. You want to, you want to try to go ahead and close that sale. Uh, there are plenty of reasons why people go ahead and abandon checkout. And I mean, one of the, the main ones are, you know, maybe the shipping price was too high, uh, especially, you know, competing with Amazon and their free shipping and fast shipping times. It's a big way that, you know, that you get set back or a lot of people go ahead and leave checkout. Another one could be they simply got distracted or maybe they couldn't find their credit card or they think that they're going to buy another time. Yeah. At this point in time where how, how conditioned people are with all of these different marketing mm -hmm. tactics, it typically takes anywhere from seven to 11 or even depending on the type of offer that you have um, numerous times for people to actually see your brand and think about your brand before they even purchase a product or consider purchasing a product. Yeah, I can tell yeah. you for sure. There have been times where I've seen brands dozens of times before I even actually click to the website. And, and I'm sure that this has happened to other people as well. <laughs> so so what, yeah. what you really have to do is be persistent. No matter what, a lead is a lead. Yeah. And your goal as a marketer is to turn them into a customer, whether it's through a, a retargeting ad on Facebook, whether it's cold calling them after they went ahead mm -hmm. and left their phone number on your website, or if it's sending them an automated email through, through an email platform. You yeah. have to go ahead and try to, more so than anything else, is overcome the objections. So, you know, put the shoe on the, put your shoes, like go into the customer's shoes and like look at this whole situation here. If, you know, they went ahead and they made this series of micro commitments um, by way of first seeing your advertisement, then clicking on the advertisement, then looking at your product page, going ahead, adding it to their cart, adding their information. No one is going to do that unless they have some level of interest in your product or what you're offering. So exactly. why? Why would you stop there? It's it's a it's an insane thing to me why people would, and you know the yeah. ability to go ahead and do this not only completely automated but creating it in a personalized manner is easier than ever. So yeah, what you want one, to do is one try common to scenario. Yeah, one common scenario is like I mean my wife even explained it when I explained it to her because I was like you know abandoned cart sequence which is basically you know like Tony was was saying is that. You know, a customer could be at your store and they add it to, to the shopping cart, but, you know, maybe they're on the bus or the train or they're in, in a meeting and they can't whip out their credit card in that moment, but they do still want to buy your product from your store. And uh, it's that email reminder that, that Tony's system will, will send that to your customer automatically, you know, say it's like maybe three hours later or eight hours later. And it reminds the customer now they're at home, you know, maybe on the dinner table or something. And it says, you know, hey, you left this in the in the shopping cart. The sale is still available. Do you, do you still want to buy this? And my wife is always thankful about it. She's like, oh, that's so nice. 
That's so nice <laughs> that they sent it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're being really nice to remind you that you're supposed to buy this thing. And oh, um, man. But, I mean, that's a common scenario that happens over and over again and really effective. I mean, you know, you know, for, for my own business and in various forms, not just for drop shipping, but, I mean, having that is, is critical, just like you said. That's great stuff. 100%. And it even goes far beyond abandoned checkouts. And what a lot of people fail to realize is that, you know, as a Shopify store owner, that that's the one leg up that you have on, on Amazon. People would say, oh, you know, Amazon's the biggest platform in the world. Why wouldn't you sell your products on there? Uh, the big the big difference is, you know, building relationships, all right? Building relationships yeah. with your customers is what is going to give you the opportunity for those long-term profits and, and pure longevity. There are people yeah. that even abandon checkout tomorrow on your store, but they won't buy from you till eight months down the line. It doesn't mean they <laughs> never buy from you, but if you yeah. stay persistent and you work on building that relationship, who knows when they could buy from from you, or more so than anything else, you know how many times they could actually buy from you. If you're if you're living off of you know one time sales, the well is going to dry up after you know a certain period of time. the The key is to get the most value out of your customer because I'd much rather have you know a hundred customers that are going to spend eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars on my store rather than a thousand customers that are only going to spend fifteen dollars. To be quite yeah. frankly, like. Yeah. Be, honest nonetheless or the difference know, between a one-time customer or repeat customers right yes yeah it, yeah. yeah exactly um and and the thing is you know it's not that hard to go ahead and sell people another product because uh, whether it's you know going ahead and giving them the same product they initially purchased based on you know what it is or selling them a supplemental or complementary product is so easy like people have to realize as a marketer if you know someone's name, their phone number, their email address, and you have all of their personal information and you know they already made a purchase from your store, like that's substantial value right there. But you know yeah. exactly what they purchased and people don't buy things for no reason. It's for a, a serious purpose. They have a level of intent. They have a level of interest. There's some sort of benefit that they're getting out of that. So what people have to really do is take that sort of information and, you know, take it to the next level by way of, all right, how can I serve them again with another product? How can I take this to the next level or potentially find something that'll be a perfect fit for someone who is already interested in a, a dog bed, for example, or, you know, a, a cat necklace or whatever you're out there trying to sell. How can I go ahead and take this to the next level? You already have the most valuable information that any marketer could possibly dream of, which is knowing what people are willing to spend their money on. So that takes a massive amount of trust from the consumer's end. It's not yeah. you know the thing to convince someone to purchase, especially with the sort of skeptics that are out there, and yeah. you know, how many people are are selling products online and not delivering, or yeah. you know people are ordering products online and the quality comes in this crap. You you really need to build that trust, and, and that's yeah. another thing that goes into relationship building, which yeah. is huge in building the lifetime value of your customers. And I mean, this exactly. is stuff that I can go on for for oh, hours. Oh no, well, very very well said, and hopefully the audience is is catching on to that because what Tony is describing is like. I mean, you already overcame the hardest part, which is getting that customer to buy from you. Now all you need to do is just maintain it by being a good, you know, business owner or store owner. And it's it's through these type of emails where, you know, you're reminding them. Like like I said, my wife thought it was very nice of them to remind her because she really wanted it at the time and and then she purchased. 
Now, just imagine another form of follow-up where just like, you know, hey, we just got the same product, but it's in a different color. You know, do you think you want this black one or this red one? And you can yeah. get it, you know, another 15% off too. And then they're going to be like, oh, wow, this is just so nice. And then now that increases what, you know, marketers call that like customer lifetime value because you're, uh, you have this type of repeat customers and now they're buyers, right? And, and when you're a marketer, you know, a buyer is a buyer is a buyer. And now that you got past that first point, it's just, it's really amazing. So hopefully the audience is catching on to that mindset and the importance of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's some of the most valuable stuff that you could have. And, and unfortunately, not everyone is, you know, like the, the ideal customer Well, they'll just, you know, with a touch of a feather, they'll go ahead and break out their credit card and purchase. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's some time uh, in trust building. So, you know, leveraging yeah. stuff such as social proof. Uh, if you have testimonials yeah. in your business, that is one of the most valuable things to use or also reward people for going ahead and sending in a testimonial because uh, a lot of people need that sort of nudge in the right direction to, to really show that, you know, they can trust your brand, whether it's someone, uh, Becky yeah. from Idaho that, you know, sent in a video saying, Hey, I totally love this product and you should totally get it too. It changed my life or it solved X, Y, and Z problem. That could uh -huh. be the you know, piece of information that they needed or the objection that had to be overcame in their mind for them to actually go ahead and feel comfortable buying that product. Yeah. And, and I mean, when you're talking about um, just circling back, cause this is the thought that I just had before circling back to, you know, when you've overcome the, uh, the uh, actual hurdle of people making that first purchase, yeah. there are so many ways for you to maximize that value of that customer. And I'm, I'm talking about, you know, by way of how you sell, what you sell. Uh, a couple of examples would be like if you are in um, the consumables or um, I guess you could say personal care or stuff that, you know, people have to buy again, such as like, um, let's say toothbrushes or um, razors, uh, face cream, stuff for like vanity, uh, self-care, you know, people run out of these things. They have to buy it again. Uh, you yeah. don't buy a tube of toothpaste once in your life. You go, you know, and you buy more because you're going to need it. You run out. Um, yeah. by way of selling people the same products, or if you even give them a bundle, I've seen people go out there and, you know, let's say they, they sold you one product, for example, it'd be like, all right, we'll take three more and you'll get 50% off your entire order. <laughs> but like quantity bumps or, you know, bundling products together because they know that they're going to need it in the future. There's a reason why businesses like Costco are, are around because people would mm -hmm. rather you know, buy it in bulk where in their minds they're getting the best deal of their lives. But at the end of the day, you know, you're not acquiring another customer and spending more to do that. You don't have, you have less expenditures and also you're going ahead and getting more revenue from that single person. So, um, yeah. you know, quantity bumps is great. Another way that you can go out about it is, you know, selling that supplemental product. Uh, like, hey, you bought a, a nice skateboard there. How about a set of wheels to go with it? Or, you know, a helmet, perhaps something that works in, you know, in unison with that initial product that they had purchased. And then, of course, stuff that is just simply related to the other one. Uh, there's just so many ways to maximize the value and, and focus on keeping in touch with your customers. And of course, you don't always want to overdo it. If you are one of those brands that is always throwing another product in, in the customer's face or, you know, swamping their inbox with 50% off, 75% off, 80% off, uh, they're going to get conditioned to that. So you have to realize yeah. that you have to condition your audience for, you know, the urgency sells or, you know, the actual discounts to mean something and actually have some sort of gravity to it. 
rather than, you know, adjust another piece of filtered information that they want to block out of their mind or their inbox or their Instagram feed. So very, um, very well said for sure. Yeah. And for the audience, uh, just like I said in the intro where you want to have this in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again, this is the part that you want to listen to over again, because Tony just covered maybe about four or five, like, successful business models that you can do and leveraging you know his software platform but basically it's more about the you know the principle of that business model where you know you got stuff from you know the subscriptions the follow-up you know all different things so this is where you actually want to re-listen to that over and over again and catch it because i think uh you covered some awesome stuff there for sure <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, that's Great stuff, man. Yeah. So, you know what I'm curious about is uh, tell me the story about how did you meet uh, Dan Da Silva and like get connected and, and work together? Um, we actually grew up together. We, we were friends since high school. And awesome. uh, we've, we've known each other for quite some time since, you know, we were going ahead and driving around bro halfway broken down cars in, in high school um, all the way till, till now. Uh, I mean, we, we've wow. Through thick and thin, uh, known each other for quite some time. Oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't know that or catch catch on to that at all. Well, that's great stuff, man. So, yeah, mail funnels. You know, one other question that I had, and I wanted to make two points here. Actually, you yeah. know, one for one for the audience. You know, related to to mail funnels, and this is probably a reason why uh, the audience should consider using your platform because I mean, you you built it you know, out of maybe partially necessity. And then also because you know the way that you want to run and optimize, you know, your drop shipping business or e-commerce business uh -huh. and, and using the tool. So basically uh, the point I'm trying to get at is that, you know, this tool is built by the digital marketer that's, that's using it to run as e-commerce. So, you know, those type of bells and whistles and the follow-ups and the automation is, is there for a purpose, not just, you know, being done out of just for the purpose of, you know, hey, we're technically capable to do automation because it's not just that. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing that it reminds me of is, you know, the same way Russell Brunson established ClickFunnels and him being a marketer and, and, you know, online business professional built ClickFunnels, you know, out of necessity and wanted that automation. Uh, I remember catching a glimpse that you guys are looking to build a plugin for that. Is that still in the works? Uh, yes, we, we are in the works uh, on building a ClickFunnels integration. It's something that's super valuable uh, by way of Shopify store owners that also use ClickFunnels in addition yeah. to general marketers that use ClickFunnels and, and email autoresponders. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we really built this uh, for the pure necessity of, you know, our own needs. And that's that's why I wanted to go ahead and do it because I saw these gaps in the market and I wanted something that covered all my needs at that time. So yeah, I decided to go ahead and jump into that because I'd imagine that there are countless other uh, entrepreneurs and, and marketers and, and dropshipping store owners that yeah. could use the same exact platform. So why not, you know, serve other people through that while, you know, also working in my own favor as well. So it, it yeah. turned out to, to be something great and, and I'm really happy with how it worked out. We, we didn't add anything that was unnecessary in there, complications or, or stuff that just doesn't make sense for um, e-commerce store owners. Everything is in there for a purpose. And, and my main purpose and, and mission when creating that platform was to simplify email marketing at an affordable price and, and give people enterprise level software that uh, they'll love using because of the simplicity. 
There's, there's no reason that, you know, you should spend hours and hours at your computer trying to set up set and forget campaigns. It's automation for a reason. You go ahead, you plug in, you know, your information or your email templates, build it out within a few minutes, go ahead, let it run for a week or so. And then all you have to do is jump back into it. Check out your stats. If you don't like how it's converting, edit some of your templates, you know, stuff like that. And wow. also just jumping in there to go ahead and um, create broadcast because you should be emailing your list anywhere from one to two times a week. And if you're not doing it, wow. it doesn't always have to be some sort of pitch. <laughs> if you're not doing it to go ahead Man, and that's keep awesome. that relationship consistent by way of social proof or, you know, giving people a little bit of fear of missing out or even education is one of the biggest things that people forget to do. And, yeah. you know, when you're going out there and selling products to people all over the world with drop shipping that you've never met or seen in your life but sending them products that you're not even touching, you kind of lose touch and forget that you're dealing with another human being. And you need to really humanize your marketing and understand that you're working with another person on the other side of, of the world or the other side of the transaction that also yeah. feels some sort of way about what they're buying or their interaction with your brand. So you really have to, you have to remember that, you know, you want to make this feel like it's, it's a personalized experience, you know, treat them like a person, treat them like you would want to be treated. And, and the best way that I describe it is look at some of the brands that you love and you don't even think twice when you're whipping out your credit card to go buy a product from them. They've done yeah. a lot to get there, whether you realize it or not, because a lot of it is just filtered through in normal uh, situations where you don't realize that they're marketing to you. But if yeah. you're going out there and, and you know, building that relationship, it's the biggest thing that you could do. And a lot of people forget to do stuff such as, you know, tutorial videos or education, perhaps even a blog post. This stuff weighs a, a heavy, heavy amount of value into your business. And a lot of people forget about it. And, and it works in so many different ways, more so than just selling or, or building um, a relationship. It's brand equity and trust. And also um, reducing buyer's remorse is another great way to, to you know, factor in the value of, of educating your, your customers. Let's say Very if good point. Yeah. the product that you're sending to your customer uh, either has, you know, a lot of parts that they have to piece together or it has certain directions on, on, you know, how to first get started. Or maybe you want to just convey how valuable it is to them in their lives. Give them a walkthrough of how to put it together. Give them a walkthrough of how to use it. Perhaps a short form video or a written out blog post that explains everything from A to Z so that you know they don't have that buyer's remorse. You want to get them excited while they're waiting for that package to arrive in the mail, especially if you have slower shipping times, uh, which is a yeah. big downfall and something that we're actually in the midst of solving right now as well. But um, wow. it's all these moving parts that work into the business. You have to realize that you're, you're operating a full-blown orchestra of everything that, that's going on on a day-to-day -day basis with your e-commerce business. Remember, this is a business, not a hobby, not a get-rich-quick scheme. There are yeah. lots of parts, lots of interactions, and lots of relationships that you have to build and maintain in order to build a truly scalable and meaningful business more so than anything else. Powerful, brother. Yeah, very well said, man. And very important, and even to the extent, I mean, even now motivating me, I was like, shit, I haven't been A-B testing enough on the email backends. I mean, you know, some people have been thinking just putting a set of emails and that, that you're done. But uh, there's a reason why, you know, you have that level of the stats to, to track the engagement, uh, yep. what actions that were taken, things like that, and look how to optimize that on the backend, which is awesome. Really great stuff that, that you touched on for sure. And the importance 
of, of needing to do that as well. Man, yeah, thanks for sharing all of that. Really of course, great man. stuff. And uh, so you know what? Yeah, let's, let's, let's dive into that, you know, the story behind um, starting the uh, Digital Growth Summit. Uh, yeah, so quite frankly, I, I just went to so many events over the past years. Uh, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, I've seen, <laughs> seen Traffic and Conversion Summit, which is, you know, one of the best events I've been to. Um, very well put together, you know, some of the most value I've, I've took away from uh, any sort of event, biggest connections and breakthroughs. And I've realized how valuable events like this truly are. Um, and then I've also gone to other events where, you know, they have people that are not necessarily qualified to be on stage. Uh, just because they have 20 or 30,000 followers on Instagram does not mean they know how to run a successful business and also be able to translate that over to you as a, a dedicated attendee that's there willing to learn and likely spend money to get your foot in the door. Uh, in addition to that, I've, I've seen so many events where people just hop up on stage and anywhere from 40 to 60% of the people up there um, are, are just pitching a product. And it's, it's not right, mm -hmm. not fair. People don't spend their hard-earned money to go to events like this to meet a handful of new people, get slightly motivated, and then end up just buying some other bull crap that they really didn't need in the first place. Because yeah. at that point, you're just hit with all of this information from 10 different people, you know, and just faced with a sort of paralysis of what do I do? Especially when it comes into, you know, again, another big problem with events um, is, you know, they'll have so many different walks of business and different like experts in there that people go in there saying, all right, I'm going to build my e-commerce store. And they walk out like, huh, maybe I should get into real estate or a social media marketing agency. Or you know what? Forget about it. I'm just going to, I'm going to trade stocks or I'm going to do Forex. And it's like, how many different directions are you going to lead these people into? I understand that you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to yeah. reach out to, to get as many people into an event as possible. But at the end of the day, you, you need to set a focus because at that point, yeah. like I guarantee the person that's running, you know, that sort of event doesn't even have like the true business of themselves. Like, I mean, you have to realize that, you know, if you're going out there putting an event together, you need to have some sort of focus. And that even goes with the business. There's not a single, if, if there's someone on Instagram that has Forex trader, uh, crypto expert, e-commerce drop shipper, real estate mogul, all in there. All their over Instagram the place. Bio, yeah. I can guarantee you that they're not doing one of those successfully. And uh, with some parallels there. So like even, you know, when I started the podcast, you know, the initial purpose of the podcast was about, you know, the money making opportunities that technology can bring and, and educating that and talking about, you know, the real and trying to help people avoid the fakes and so on. But yeah. I mean, I found in my own journey that uh, it was like towards the beginning of the year, when I, you know, every time I kept referring to like stuff related to drop shipping, and then I got an endorsement from Player FM, like being the number one podcast on drop shipping in 2019, I was like, well, whoa, I wasn't even focused on that 100% of the time. But long story yeah. short, I was like, well, maybe I should give it focus and just kind of give, you know, you know, there's so many opportunities out there, but just to give it focus. So I decided to do that. And things have just been exploding uh, at an exponential rate and it's just been really awesome. So, you know, some, some parallels there, you know, even I could see that's that, awesome. you know, related to the events like you're describing. Uh, but yeah, I'll let you continue. Yeah, that's so true. That's awesome. And, and congrats on, on your success with the podcast. I think it's a brilliant thing. 
Um, I, I love doing podcasts like this, and, and I'd be more than happy to hop back on another time. Um, and for anyone else be- right now, I'll even hop on your podcast. I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I, I can go at it for hours. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, that'd thank be you. Awesome. Brad, yeah, to follow here. up with you later in the year, see how things are going for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to, to hop back on. Uh, That's but, awesome. But circling back to to be events yeah. based. Um, I just saw the things that, that I thought were unfair uh, or were not a good fit and things that could be done better. Just like, you know, we kind of talked about earlier with any sort of walk of business. Uh, And I decided that I wanted to go ahead and put all of my energy into, you know, hosting an event. And and I mean, I honestly did that in in about an eight week period of time, Uh, eight weeks of planning and, you know, going out there and getting leads through cold traffic, scheduling speakers, uh, locking down venue, uh, no, there are no partners or sponsorships or anything of the sort involved into, into the whole production. It was just, you know, full fledged bootstrap event where it ended up coming to fruition in a matter of six to eight weeks, which, you know, kind of turned into something that was, you know, super, super phenomenal and, and value packed for the attendees. That, that was my biggest focus. Yeah. You know, there, there's That's no awesome. reason that you should be going to these events and, you know, being in an auditorium site type setting every time, just because someone's trying to pack a stadium or someone is trying to, you know, fit as many people in there and make as much cash as possible. The, the event yeah. wasn't for, you know, making money. And, and to be honest with you, that was never, you know, the goal. And it wasn't even the outcome. Uh, the, the true purpose of it was to, you know, get the legs under the brand Digital Growth Summit for the inaugural event and um, deliver as much value as possible. Not a single person on that stage pitched a product. Not a single person uh, came there to go ahead and upsell anyone on anything. It was just purely, you know, meeting wow. amazing people all, all in uh, quite, quite one heck of a venue and, yeah. you know, building amazing connections and learning a ton of information. And I mean, we have people fly across, uh, across the country from LA, um, like South, uh, South California, Florida, uh, different parts of Florida, and even taking like six hour drives. Uh, I was talking to one of the attendees. They w- woke up at like 5 a.m. to go ahead and drive up there. Uh, which is crazy. I mean, it shows you like how dedicated people are. And, um, I was really in awe and it was super, super gratifying, uh, something I'm really grateful for that we were able to put on and overall just, you know, excited to go ahead and host the next one, but more so just like delivering value to everyone was, was an amazing experience and meeting all these, uh, new faces and making all these great connections. Oh yeah. Really awesome. And yeah, I mean, I saw the lineup. I mean, definitely, you know, some heavy hitters in the industry, and all of them, you know, were definitely in that similar space, you know, like you described, they weren't just like all over the place. Um, yeah. But they were definitely, you know, e-com digital marketers, you know, doing their own thing in, in their own way, each of them delivering value. Man, that's just so awesome for sure. So when is the, uh, you guys planning another event? Yeah, we're looking at Q1 of, of 2020. We're trying to iron out dates. Um, over the next month or so, uh, I've I've went ahead and, and started to reset my focus back onto uh, mail funnels and everything for for the short term, like these next couple of months, and then I'll probably circle back to um, locking down some speakers and everything. But overall, we're That's looking awesome. probably January or February. Right now, our tentative date is January 18th. Uh, so there's a quick little preview there. I haven't necessarily shared with anyone as of yet. So <laughs> this mic drop right there. Yeah. Uh, Looking forward to that, though. Uh, we have amazing speakers that didn't even get to make it to the first one that are, you know, already hyped about, you know, coming to DGS 2020. And I think that it's going to be an unbelievable event. 
definitely going to pack the house even more, especially, you know, cause I, I mean, when I was hosting this event, I didn't have any like concentric leads for, all right, people in tri-state area that are into e-commerce available on Saturday, August 17th, willing to pay X amount of dollars to get into the door to meet these people. Like it, it was all through paying traffic. And I, I mean, just to build out that, that user base and you know, the, well, the basis of leads um, was super valuable. And also just people that I look forward to helping in the future for people that yeah. didn't get to make it to the first one and people that are already excited for the next. It's, yeah. um, it's definitely really cool to, to do the in-person sort of events. It, it really brings back the, the personal touch and connection by way of people that are learning from you know, me directly or one of the other speakers because yeah. you, know, you get to have that personalized experience. And that's something that I, I wanted to give people. Uh, there's for not sure. many yeah. where you know, you're hanging out at an event and you could you know, just sit there and then pull aside you know, anyone like Zach Folkman or Ezra or Jack <laughs> Uh, Max but, Finn and any of those guys and just start having a conversation with them or ask awesome. them whatever's on your mind. You know, you yeah. can't put a price on that because like if yeah. you think if there are people putting together formalized, you know, mentorship programs or one-on-one -on -one consulting, if you're trying to get information from each of these guys, you're spending upwards of, you know, twenty-five dollars to $50,000 if you want to learn from them one-on-one -on -one, to be yep. fully realistic. Yep. Um, yeah. And I mean, to go ahead and get your foot in the door in an event like that, it's just, you, know, <laughs> you, you can't beat that. Yeah, that's awesome and powerful for sure. So what's the best way for people to to follow to follow the event and like kind of stay tuned as as you're planning things out? Um, I would say going over to our website, dgsevent.com and pre-registering or just staying okay. in touch with uh, on Instagram. Uh, that's at Tony, T-O-N-Y-M-V-S-T. Uh, and then we'll just go ahead and, and follow my stuff for updates on the event and also the cool. digital growth Instagram. Uh, I mean, yeah. we're always posting updates. We're keeping our our event uh, ticket holders in, in the loop from people that attended the past one. And, and besides that, like we're trying to like build out a I don't want to say cult, but a family here. All right, uh, people that because <laughs> yeah. like I'm trying to think of the best way to really describe people that are super focused on you know one goal, which is of course um, taking their online business to the next level, improving yeah. their lives, and and really being motivated yeah. to to really take on change and like their willingness to learn. So yeah. aside from the events, like, I mean, I, I want to keep these people close knit together to learn and grow and, and build together through like anything that comes across no, my head. Yeah. Oh, so totally. like if I have I some mean, sort of resource, like I send it out to them. Um, for example, the awesome. other day, I was like, Hey, if anyone's doing over 50 orders a day on, on, you know, their Shopify stores, uh, just shoot me a DM or, or reply to this email so that, you know, I could try to get your, your, margins increased because my sourcing agent is, you know, Better killing for, for yeah. over, 20, over 20 clients right now. And I mean, he's taking people's like product prices, like that they're paying from the manufacturers from like anywhere from like 50, like let's say they had like a $55 product. You got it down to like 38 or something. Like it's wow. insane. Like think about making yeah. an extra $17 per order without doing an, like a goddamn single thing. Like the, the value of, of that. And yeah. Know, for the longevity of your business is unparalleled. There's really not many yeah. things that, that you could factor in or put a price on that for. So like what my main goal to do is, is to just, you know, continuously help people, whether, you know, they just walked into the door at my event or, you know, you follow me on Instagram or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I'm super open to, to keeping in touch with attendees, students, everyone and every walk of life trying to help them out and, you know, personal levels or even with business. Yeah, that's powerful. And it's a really great thing that you're doing. And I totally understand what you're doing. Because like, 
uh, even in my own way here out here in Chicago, um, you know, not only doing the, the podcast, but uh, me being a techie, I've, I've been in technology since like the dot-com boom, but uh, mm -hmm. in the tech space, there's like tech meetups, you know, keeping up with the current tech trends. There's groups that specifically focus on a particular technology stack. And in parallel, looking at, you know, e-com and, and like the dropshipping space, I was like, there was no group, you know, established here in Chicago. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to have to create that. So I created that meetup group is called dropship chicago and we started back in may and mm -hmm. it just started taking off now we have like uh around 100 members and and we got a big you know cool ass you know space here at 1871 chicago it's like it's like the central hub for like startups technology business and stuff like that so you know we got all the space to, to host them and, and we're doing things helping newbies helping people that are at the point of, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you know, finding winning products or product sourcing or scaling, you know, at different levels. And then we have these monthly events that we've been doing. And a, a lot of the previous guests that's been on the podcast, you know, they've been, you know, they've been highlighted uh, as for like the event uh, speaker there. So they weren't like uh, big conferences as yet. And I'm hoping to actually maybe even pick your brain uh, or maybe even get some help or, Maybe even collaborate if you're ever thinking about, you know, Chicago as an option to put together, you know, a conference here because uh, I'm doing what I'm can to, to kind of put it on the map for Chicago because aside from that, there was like nobody here. But going back to, I mean, the same mindset of building that community, you know, that's all on the same page and everyone's like uplifting each other as opposed to, you know, trying to, you know, trying to compete with each other because the opportunity is so abundant that you know you don't have to worry about oh who's stealing my ideas or whatever like i mean we are not stepping on each other's toes at all and you know we're all sharing you know what's working for each other and everyone's just like uplifting each other yeah i think i think that's one of the biggest things to to really focus on because um at the end of the day there, there's no reason that you shouldn't be rubbing elbows with people in the industry uh it's one of the most valuable things that that you could really uh, go ahead and, and take away from you know any any sort of event or any sort of information like um, it, it there's no sort of value that you could put on it because you, you sometimes it just takes having someone from a different perspective take a look into your business yeah. uh, whether it's just stuff that you've spent so much time working on you really need to detach and um, and take away you know that whole romanticized like feeling towards your business Whereas, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to change this look on mobile because I worked for 12 hours on it. Sometimes you need someone to step in and say, hey, dude, this kind of sucks. <laughs> you should make a change. It doesn't yeah. matter how hard you worked on it because uh, a lot of people sort of, you know, build that connection with their work and their effort or what they think works. And, yeah. and you sort of need that, that second set of eyes and ears for, for your business. Man, this is so awesome for sure, man. I know, I, I feel like we can keep going on on and on and and uh yeah it'll be great that to, to have you back on the podcast as well because there's so much to talk about and i could tell that you know we're both you know just as passionate about it be careful who you're learning from you know learn from the right people followers do not equate to dollars uh of course in many walks of life in many respects they do i mean there are plenty of people that are some of the smartest people in the game that have tons of followers and there are also people that have you know so much knowledge yet no social presence. I mean, for example, uh, this one guy, Jack Paxton. He um, he spoke at my event. He was an opening speaker. 
He flew in from California last minute to come and speak. Uh, one of the smartest marketers that I've ever met. He does not have an Instagram or I think someone said that he has one that he doesn't use with like 300 followers. The guy has spent over $150 million in profitable ad spend on Facebook. Wow. I can guarantee you that there are people with 50,000 followers who haven't spent $150,000 on ads on <laughs> Facebook. This has done over yeah. $100 million of yeah. profitable ads spent on Facebook. Absolute, like, like what, what he was able to drop by way of knowledge was, you know, unparalleled in, in my opinion. Just oh, like yeah, for sure. funnel yeah. optimization, you know, different ways to interact with your leads, um, how to pretty much gauge, you know, where your lead is in, in the nurturing process. Just like everything from top to bottom was, was pure brilliance. And um, it's not always going to be the the biggest or loudest person in the room that could provide you the most value. Uh, So, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, Aside from that, if any of you guys want to use any of my softwares or look like look look into more of my stuff or learn more about what I have going on, just shoot me a message or any time. Like I don't bite. I don't like leave many people on red. I try to go (laughs) ahead and to everyone uh, that reaches out, whether it's email or DM, whatever it may be. Um, I'm looking to help. So, so simply put, so awesome. uh, let me know. And, and also if yeah. you, guys, you use my, my email platform, mail funnels, uh, it's not on the Shopify app store. It's a third party application because, um, I do not want to give Shopify a third of my business because that's completely unfair. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. yeah, cause I, that, that's what typically happens when you're on the, the Shopify app store. Uh, sorry, Shopify, if you're listening to this, I am <laughs> I'm third party and I'm staying that way forever. Um, so aside from that, if you guys That's want to up. use it, just the website, mailfunnels.com, uh, we'd be happy to serve you guys uh, as much as possible. And we do go ahead and give everyone a free trial so that you can actually see if it works for your business. I don't ever want to take a penny from anyone if I'm not helping them in any way possible or if my tools and softwares do not help their business grow. Uh, so that's why we give everyone free trials so they can kind of, you know, see if it's a good fit. If not, you know, we'll shake hands. No problem with that. And hopefully I can help you in the future. Uh, and if it is, I look forward to, you know, helping you guys for the long haul. And, um, I would love to see what kind of results we'd be able to generate together for, you know, anyone's business that's listening to this podcast. Very awesome. And like I said, Tony's been keeping it real the whole time and delivering a lot of value here today. Uh, so I appreciate that brother and, uh, uh, everything that we covered uh, throughout this episode, I'll put the links in the show notes so that uh, so that it's accessible there. Um, but man, brother, really great stuff. This is awesome, and uh, thank you for your time. Oh, I mean, thank you, man. It's it's been an honor to to be on the on the podcast. I think it was a really really good session. Uh, how long did we go for? About an hour. Yep, a cost an hour. <laughs> oh, well. yeah. Hey man, I could I could stick around for hours on it. And talk about stuff, yeah, so. so we'll definitely follow up because there's so much that we could talk about, man. It's uh, yeah, it's just great stuff for sure. But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll call it a wrap here. And but is, is there anything else that you'd like to leave for closing remarks? Take your business seriously and treat it like a business, not a hobby. Um, I understand a lot of people want to adventure into you know the world of e-commerce just because. It's something that you could do on um, on a few hours time per week once you have everything set up and automated. Uh, but the key words of that sentence is once you're set up and automated. So it takes yeah. time to get your footing. Keep testing. Don't lose hope just because you know the first five to ten things don't work. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're stupid or you know you're not good enough or that your results aren't large enough if you're only earning a thousand dollars a day, whereas you see other people doing you know, five figures a day, it doesn't matter. Everything is contextual. 
Uh, everyone has their own, you know, process and, and their own pace where they end up and getting those end results at different times in their lives. Just because, you know, you're 28 and, you know, a 25 year old is doing better than you doesn't mean that you, uh, you aren't shit. Like at the end of the day, anyone has the ability to go ahead and, and change your situation with a few months focus. So just, you know, take it with a grain of salt, make sure that you keep working, keep testing and, and don't just lose hope uh, over, you know, the few things that don't work out. Um, life's not easy and it's not going to just come to you overnight. And for some people, you know, they hit a home run right off the bat and kudos to them. Um, but it doesn't happen for everyone. Everyone goes at their own pace. So just stay persistent, keep trying new things, uh, and, you know, build brand equity and brand assets that are going to allow you to, to, you know, actually build a, a valuable business for long haul that either you scale up to the moon or maybe even, you know, sell off to someone else to run. There, there's so many ways to find value and provide value in this business. And, and at the end of the day, it all falls upon if you want to. So uh, I hope you guys go ahead and implement some of the stuff that we went over today, whether it's, you know, the softwares, the information, the strategies. Um, let me know if it helps you. That would mean the world to me. So um, more so than anything else, look forward to hopping back on the podcast in the future. And thank you so much for having me, Brian. Great stuff, man. Glad to have you. Thanks, man. Sure thing, man. Have a good one. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. I hope everything was helpful and thought-provoking and somewhat entertaining. If you want to learn more about this topic, please let me know so I know what to focus on in future episodes. My goal is to teach people how to make money with the opportunities that technology can bring. And if you like this episode, please show your support by subscribing, leaving an awesome review. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My tag name is Tech Money Talks. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.